Hello, my name is Holly Owens, and welcome to Ed Up Ed Tech, the podcast that keeps you in the know about all the latest ed tech happenings. We interview guests from around the globe to give you deeper insights into the ed tech industry, the field of instructional design, and more. We're proudly a part of America's leading podcast network, the EdUp Experience. It's time to sit back and enjoy the latest episode of EdUp EdTech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of EdUp EdTech. My name is Holly Owens, and I'm your host, and today... We are doing an episode where we are highlighting a fantastic human being who is on the hunt for a new role. Today on the show, I have with me Stephen Schaefer, who is an educator. Uh, So Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Holly. I'm excited. Um, You know, we know each other from my community and I'm excited to talk to you and hear and highlight all the wonderful things that you have been doing professionally um, and hearing more about you and sharing that with our vast audience. Looking forward to it. This will be fun. Yes. So let's get right into it. So tell me a little bit about yourself and how you journey into the education space. So I've been in education now for about 22, going on 23 years. Yeah, yeah, 23 years-ish. I actually got started actually through, I was playing sports and my, uh, the first job I had was teaching tennis and um, they actually wanted to develop a program for some youth that were on the verge of either dropping out or not going to college. And so that sort of led me to going down the education rabbit hole a little bit as I learned more and more about just different ways that I can try and connect with them. Um, My mentor was a 30-year math teacher. And after my little run at the tennis spot, he suggested that I get into education. And then that took me down to, you know, working with primarily what we call idle youth, who are kids who have disengaged and are re-engaging with their high school experience, um, where I have been an administrator, where I ran a school for kids who had dropped out of school. Um, And I'm currently in a role where I work with students who are also re-engaging in their high school experience uh, in a project-based learning atmosphere. Oh my goodness. You're you're doing a lot of impactful work. Yeah. <laughs> um, when it comes to re-engaging those students. And I just realized we have a, you know, I love sports. I used to coach as well. And just we always told the students or like you're a student athlete. So the student part of that comes first. <laughs> always. Know, sometimes, always. They, sometimes they forget that. Sometimes they forget that. Mm-hmm. So now that you've been in this game for you know quite a bit and you've done some like i said some pretty impactful work and you have all the experience it sounds like you're wanting to take a shift and get into more of like ux research ux design so what's been inspiring you along the way to kind of make that transition and and why ux what what's what's the attractiveness there so my entry into ux was actually through a service design uh uh, workshop. When we were in COVID, there was a local agency around where I live in Philadelphia called Think Company, and they did this whole thing around service design. And I had been sort of like, uh, I had 
I knew a little bit about service de design and learning experience design, but I was like, oh, this was something that seems really interesting. And then after that particular workshop, where we actually like tried to solve an actual problem, um, it just really like peaked an interest and sort of scratched a different itch that education sort of does as well, right? You know, you're, I look at my students as like puzzle pieces, right? Or as pieces of a puzzle. Yeah. Scheme. Right. And so like, I have to sort of figure out like, okay, what piece do I need to kind of put together in order for you to get, you know, whatever it is that we're currently working on. And then what UX did for me, you know, and learning experience design, what they did for me was they sort of like, oh, now I can look at this like larger challenge and be like, oh, what are the missing puzzle pieces that we need to put together for that? I like it how you use the analogy of a puzzle because that's definitely what you do with LXD and definitely UX design. So I do want to ask you a question off script about UX design. So you said you went to a workshop mm -hmm. um, and what kind of problem in the workshop were you were you trying to solve that inspired you to kind of look at this this industry more? Sure. So the problem we were looking at, this was in the very, very beginning of COVID. So this was prior to like all of the major uh, delivery services for like supermarkets and things. So, you know, like when we first went in, you know, they had these like long lines and people had to stay six feet away. But um, a local supermarket was actually trying to do a like order and delivery service, right, where you could go on their website, order some food. And then the employees would put together the packages of food, you know, the, they would do your shopping for you. And then you could then come and pick the food up just to, again, try and keep that uh, in terms of people interacting with one another. And so they were, you know, brand new to the game. And so they kept, they wanted to just sort of like, what, what should we do? What are the pieces that they're doing? So they opened up their, you know, their doors to us to say like, okay, well, here's some of the information that we have. What can we, how can we make this experience, you know, simple, right, but yet efficient and, you know, cost effective. Um, and how can we design that kind of experience so that the, so that our customers are still being served and we're still, you know, sort of um, continuing to, you know, keep our business up and running. And obviously, a lot of the skills you have as a coach and as an educator transfer directly over into this type of research or this type of industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of the stuff, you know, when I'm planning for any of my lessons, you know, I'm currently a math teacher. So as I plan for any of my lessons, you know, I'm always thinking about the user in terms of like who who I know I'm going to have in the room and and you know, the various capacities that they have or the various fears that they have because I'm a math teacher and a lot of my students are, um, have a, have a big fear of math or have had bad, bad math experiences. So, you know, I try and use, I'm one of those students. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was one of those students too, right? I'm not even going to kid. I was one of those students as well, but like really just sort of thinking of it from their perspective and how can I, you know, how can you make this experience a little less threatening, a little less fearful and a little bit more enjoyable um, and sort of taking those aspects and being able to incorporate them into the LXD experience. Yeah. And you definitely do that in UX design because you want it to be, you don't want it to be threatening to the, the end user. You want it to be comfortable. You want it to be in like a space kind of like where the product or the system itself just disappears into the background and you don't, yeah. it's just a part of you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. You know, it definitely was eye opening because it was really my first time at that kind of level. 
Um, you know, they they really broke it down for us in terms of, you know, like you need to be thinking about these aspects and you need to think about, you know, this side of the experience and that side of the experience from both the customer and then also from the store perspective too, right? And how those how those two things get married. Um, and so it was really, it's a really, really eye-opening experience for me. But one that I was like, oh, this is a transferable skill. These skills that I've been working on as a teacher, I can now apply this in a different way. And so that was sort of where the connection came. Well, I'm so glad you had that workshop experience. Now, a lot of people seek those things out or know that those kinds of things exist where you can kind of explore an industry before you hop into it. And I love the fact that they had you do a, a real life project. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's really how education should be, but that's a podcast episode for another day. <laughs> right. That's a whole podcast right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about you. So, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are some of like the main skills that you possess the knowledge, you know, what things are you looking to do? Do you have any current projects that you can share, you know, highlight all the wonderful things about you, Stephen, tell us what is so great like which why should we follow you tell us all the things well so you know like i said i've been at this i've been at education for 20 plus years i work with a very particular population but that population is sort of general in terms of like okay yeah i'm i'm you know we've identified students that we consider idle or re-engaging but those are students that you see on a regular basis, even if they're coming to school every day, those kids that are not necessarily engaging. So I really have a greater understanding and I can bring a lot of wisdom, to, you know, I bring a lot of wisdom and experience to that. I'm also really creative. Like I love, I, you know, this is going to sound sort of odd, but I love problems, right? I love problems in the sense that they can, they can all be solved. And I feel like even though- Yeah, you're a math teacher. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, the other thing about it too is that not every problem needs to be solved the same way. Like a lot of the things that um, I work with my students around is this idea that, yes, there are certain formulas and there are certain techniques that you can use, but you can still get to the same answer use going, in and going at it from a different approach and really trying to embrace that. And so I've, I have fully embraced that idea too. It's sort of like, okay, yep, there are some traditional ways in which, you know, certain problems can get handled, but there are also some other creative, you know, opportunities that are also out there too. And I think very creatively as well, just because, you know, I have a, I have a filmmaking background. So the idea of, you know, like, oh, that's fancy. Film. And so you have to think about it from like, oh, what about this shot? Or what about this shot? Or how can this character do this in this yeah. way? Subtle ways that, you know, this message can be conveyed, whether it's, you know, but by being spoken or nonverbals or any of those kinds of things. So I'm bringing a lot of those talents to, um, to the table. Absolutely. And you didn't mention the the beta, the app that you're testing. Yeah. So there's let's highlight that. Don't forget that. Let's highlight the app. So um, in my current school, so I currently work for an organization called Big Picture Philadelphia. We are part of a larger network of schools called Big Picture Learning. And so one of the um, components that we have run up against sort of time and time again is this idea of uh, a thing called the learning plan. The learning plan is supposed to be the guide to kind of help the student sort of guide their own learning. And we've gone through, I've been at this school now for seven years. We've probably gone through about 24 iterations of this thing <laughs> just because it was like, oh, we're going to do it on paper at first. And no, that's not really working. So we're going to try it on computer. And then 
oh, we're going to try an Excel spreadsheet or we're going to try a Google sheet. And now it's a Word doc. And so I was like, you know. <laughs> it's trial and error, really, when yes, it comes to these sorts of situations. And so I kind of looked at this and said, well, what is the thing that, what's the constant that the kids are always using? And obviously it's their phones and apps are obviously a huge thing, you know, that continue to grow throughout, you know, as we, as we um, continue to, to interface with these phones. And so I was like, well, what if we created, or what if I could create an app that could capture the things that the students need in terms of understanding the, how to prioritize their learning, and then also you know, really help them start to um, wrap their heads around time management, right? A lot of the students that I deal with both, you know, idle or non-idle, you know, um, you know, they struggle with time management. So the app is a, is a little bit prioritization, a little bit of time management in that sense. Yes. And it, I think it's so important to highlight, like you came up with this, you know, basically like on your own, just thinking about the end user, what was needed, what they're using in real life, relating it to all that, did some trial and error when it comes to like setting things up. That is like project management 101, like yeah. figuring out where to start with things and how you're going to get from point A to point B and who's involved and what's involved. I mean, that's really awesome that you have this beta thing going on. Yeah. So we actually just started testing in our school. Um, I've got about 20 students that are currently using the app. We're gathering data as we speak to sort of figure out. Again, it's really, I mean, like I'm very, very early in the stages. It's really just like, this is the fourth version of the MVP, um, you know, so that we're, that we're kind of working through right now. So, you know, I'm getting some really great feedback from the students, some that's sort of like, yeah, this doesn't work. And so that's good. So that means I can then take it and, and start to iterate as a result. And as I think about it, just saying it out loud, like I think about that initial, you know, LXD, the, the service design uh, experience and sort of like, oh, at the end of that, I thought like, oh, well, how can I apply this? And so now, you know, a year plus later, this is what the result of that is. Yeah, you've made progress. I, I think that's one thing that people aren't necessarily cognizant of is that you have started somewhere and it, although it doesn't feel like you've gotten very far, you really have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You got to remind yourself of that. It's really difficult to be like, oh my God, I've spent so many hours and it's just here, but that is progress. Yeah. So congratulations to you, you. for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. So I'm going to ask another question off script. Away. <laughs> I want to know right now, um, if what is your dream job? If you could describe that for the audience, you know, if what is your dream role when you're coming to transition out of education? I know you're looking at like UX research, LXD, but what does your dream job entail? Honestly, I would love to be part of an LXD team, right? That is whether it is on the research side or even on the implementation side. You know, I had such an amazing time doing that thing. And again, I've done more research around, you know, just learning experience design in general. And the more, the more I dive into it, the more I realize like, oh, that is really something where I want to, you know, like that learning experience design and service design, like those two areas are the, are the areas really want to, that I would love to focus on. And even if that is like designing school, you know, like, you know, I've seen some opportunities out there on LinkedIn and, and you know, all these other um, remote job spaces and things like that, where, you know, just the idea of designing schools and, and trying to um, help in the development of that like that would be an ideal, you know, opportunity for me. Again, I'm also a very creative thinker. I bring 20 plus years of experience to the table. So it's also sort of like, oh yeah, 
you know, have we thought about this? And, you know, here's the latest and greatest information about this, because, you know, I'm, I'm a, a researcher, you know, by night, right? <laughs> <Deeper> <laughs> a researcher by night kind of thing. So, yeah, that would be, and in an ideal world, like that would be my dream role. I love it. And that's so going to align with the creative mind that you have and yeah. all you're saying. I'm so glad that you came on and you're talking to me about all these things and sharing it out and just putting it out into the universe, like yeah. what your, your ideal, because you've, you've already, you know, you've given back in the sense of being an educator and stuff. Now you're thinking like, what is my next step here? It's not the end of the road for me. So what's my next step? I love that you're doing that. Yeah. I think the other next step too, is, you know, my wife has been out in California. She's been in Northern California since October of 2021. Um, she got this amazing job opportunity with the Food Bank of Contra Costa and Solano. And so um, when the decision You're was- You're on different coast? Yes. We're oh my gosh. <laughs> a little bit by coastal. So my youngest son was a junior at the time. Um, we have four kids collectively. And so my youngest son was a junior at the time. He's the last one to be finishing up. He's actually will be finishing in June. Very excited about that. Um, Congrats to him. That's well, awesome. Yes, thankfully. Um, so, you know, when the decision was, oh, you know, this really wonderful opportunity in California, it was also sort of like, okay, well, I knew that there was an end date where I was. And so really thinking about that transition and then making that shift from the East Coast to the West Coast, you know, has really been another kind of layer to, you know, the search and, and really trying to tap into the skills and really highlight the skills that I have to, you know, hopefully align with an organization. And to be honest with you, I just need an opportunity. Like all I really need is just get my foot in the door. And I promise you, I will, you know, make your organization so much stronger. You know what I mean? I bring such a wealth of, you know, talent and energy and creativity to, you know, to a position that I just really need that, that foot in the door. Yeah. Just you already have, like you said, the vast amount of experience and talking to you and hearing you're you're so clear and concise about where you want to go with things and your voice on top of that is just calming. You, it, there's like no sense of urgency, you know, a lot of different corporate spaces, there's a lot of sense of urgency. I feel like you would definitely, you honor the process and you mm -hmm. take it step by step and make sure that everything is ready to go as it should be for the the end user. So it, it just, it just is amazing where I see a bright future for you is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know, um, is there anything or coming up on the end of the episode here? Is there anything that we missed? What's next for you? I know you're talking about you're going to the West Coast. Anything else that you'd like to share? Um, you know, I feel like the West Coast is sort of the next the next major step for me. And then, you know, uh, sort of taking the app to the next level. Again, we're currently beta testing in, in one school over here on the East Coast. And then I want to take that information and then do some iteration, but then possibly finding additional schools, you know, to um, also help with beta testing the app. I feel like that's going to be really important, um, you know, and then really just thinking about, you know, plotting a path towards, you know, the future, my future in ed tech, whatever that looks like, whether it's, you know, doing the deeper dive around this particular app or, you know, working with an organization or a company or a school that where I can just, again, add, you know, some tremendous value to that organization. So that's really, really what I'm, what I'm looking forward to moving forward. I love it. 
I can't wait to see what you do next. And I can't thank you enough for being a part of the professional journey community. You hopped in when it was pilot stages. So it might've been a little messy at first, listen, but I'm glad. Listen, <laughs> if you, okay, so let me give a little shameless plug here. Okay. Holly right? <laughs> Owens, go check her out on LinkedIn, everybody. She is an amazing follow on LinkedIn, number one. Number two, she's got this incredible professional journey community that she is building out. It is a wondrous, wonderful thing to be a part of. Like the thing about it was I could never make the live classes. And I was just like, oh, there's one day I'm going to make a live class. I could never do it just because I had other things that I was working on. But like the the amount of information and the and the just like connections and things that you bring to the table are just incredible. I, I am like, I'm so thankful just to have been a part of that because I was actually initially waitlisted I was yeah, I was able to get in and thank, I'm so happy that I did. And how I just cannot thank you enough. It was. Oh, so you're welcome. I think you're right back because you bring so much added value to the community and it's so much fun and inspiring to meet people like you and other people in the community, as you know, who are on the same path of finding mm -hmm. something different. Yeah. Um, and it's just nice to have that support there. So thank you for the shout out. I'm not blushing. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you and all that you're doing. And thank you for being in education so long. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's, it's so inspiring to hear your story and I can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah. Thank you, Holly. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. So everything about Steven is going to be in the show notes. Go follow him on LinkedIn send him UX jobs, send him what you know, things in California so he can get back together with, get the family and get the band back together and everything. Um, so Stephen, thanks again. Thank you. You've just experienced an another amazing episode of EdUp EdTech. Be sure to visit our website at edupedtech.com to get all the updates on the latest EdTech happenings. See you next time.